Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Find 10% off store-wide at the Chemist Warehouse Labor Day sale. Hurry, sale ends Wednesday. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Four minutes past six o'clock, 28th of October, 2022, SENZ Breakfast. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, minus the Iz Dog, because the Pung Dog, Pungo, races Derby Day. The Carbine Club stakes tomorrow at Flemington. So Izzy is currently in the Koru Club gulleting champagnes. He'll be listening. <laughs> Shout out to you, Daggy. Meanwhile, Kempi, the big man, off the back fence, has wound all the way up in Whangarei for a Rugby World Cup. Here we are, Louis and Kempi broadcasting outside the Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei. Firstly, good morning to the people of Northland. Good morning to the people of SENZ. And good morning to the one, the only, the local, the native, Kempi. I felt like I was walking into a boxing match then, Louis, with that uh, wind up. up. Mate, back home, love it. Even the, the, like... Overcast. Where do you go in New Zealand where it's overcast and you still feel warm? My hands are clammy. It's like I'm in the islands. Mate, it's so nice up here. Oh, just around the corner from uh, Okara Park. 
I remember winning the hundred meter race down there when I was eight years old. Made the made the front page of the paper. Just the memories flood back what, driving into this town. Yeah, mate. Tailed them all up. Tailed them all up. It was in their long flowing blonde locks. That was a that was a generation of thousand ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. Is dog? Come on, is he? Pungo. What about that? What about that? What about you? Yesterday, getting Chris Waller. To talk to Izzy with Pungo, mate, giving him a little bit of a, a smooch and a and a rub and just telling Izzy how good his horse was looking and ready to go. Man, Izzy's on fire. He'd be, he'd be so excited at the moment. He will be. And we'll get that audio uh, off our Twitter and play it to you if you missed it. But you want to uh, see it, head to the Good Oil Instagram or Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on Twitter to catch up with Chris Waller giving Izzy and Pungo a bit of a shout-out before the big weekend of racing. And it is a huge weekend of racing as well as Rugby World Cup. It's so good to be here in Whangarei. I know Kempi and me both have some thoughts around the 2021 Women's Rugby World Cup. And maybe the significance of this week heading into quarterfinals where the Black Ferns, and that's what we're really here to do. We're here to get behind and rally behind our Wahine taking on the world in the World Cup. The Black Ferns playing Wales this weekend up here tomorrow at Whangarei. And a couple of interesting and key points for you. If you want to come and say g'day to us, well, we're right by the motorway, so at least give us a honk and we'll know that you're listening to SENZ. You'll see us in a SENZ gazebo. Um, give us a big uh-uh as you go past, and then come in, because we actually still have a triple pass to give to you to get to the rugby tomorrow night, and we've also got some tickets to the other semifinals at Waitakere on Sunday as well. So come and see us in person. Um, we want to bring us a little hash brown. Perfect. Don't have to. It's not obligatory. Other than that this morning, well, we're going to talk to Graham uh, Rogerson, because Rogie's found another one. Sharp and smart is probably going to win the derby. There you go. I said it. A real live chance in the Mr. Victorian. Mr. you reckon he's got him? Uh, at the moment, I've got Sharp and Smart with the edge, and there's a couple of factors, and we can go into that a little bit later on, Kempi. Um, so Rogie's going to come on. He's found another one, of course, trained the famous Savabil, who Joe got to meet yesterday. We're going to talk a little bit of Auckland Marathon as well with Kitty Price, who's hitting a milestone that only people could imagine to do. Uh, we'll, we'll cover that off as well. Actually, it's a big day for Joe today. We'll have a lot of Joe. Uh, we're going to talk to Rachel Burford, who is has, has been on the show before, to be honest, Rachel Burford. She's played for England in the women's uh, rugby sphere before. She's worked on the Players Association around the world. Um, she's been a representative, and she's actually in Whangarei for the tournament. So she's going to come down in person and say g'day to us. And then Alana Bremner, of course, one of our star Black Ferns to round out the show because we are here to support the Black Ferns, Kempe, and I know it's something you want to do, get right in behind them this morning. Yeah, oh, look, I do, and, you know, normally when you're, when you're coming into a World Cup, I've been to, been to plenty of them um, and plenty of big events, and normally when you're driving into a, a city, you see it plastered everywhere. Like, right at the entrance, you know, you're driving a, when you're driving up uh, the, the State Highway 1, you get to a place like um, Ruakaka, for instance, Louis, you would, you would tend to think on the big roundabout, right in the middle of the roundabout, here's a big big signpost that says World Cup uh, Black Ferns. I'll tell you what, you would have no idea that there is a World Cup being played in Whangarei. And that is, honestly... So poor, such poor form from the New Zealand Rugby uh, Union to not put that message out to the whanau that live up in the far north here. There's no flags up, there's no signs, I haven't seen anything around town. 
and we're sitting. I reckon. I reckon if I had a tennis ball, I could hit Oak, uh, or cut a park um, where the game is. And I reckon if I threw a tennis ball and I could hit it, I can't see anything that says there's a World Cup here. And that is such poor form. So, yep, we're up here, Louis. Senz. All morning we're gonna we we are going to sing the Black Ferns tune and let everyone know. Get out, get out here and support our ladies, support our wahine. They're in a quarterfinal um, this weekend, and forget about anything else. This is the one. They've got to come out and support it. They picked a really good team. We're going to talk about that. Um, some some really good changes. I, th- I think some real good some real good. Uh, I think decisions by Wayne Smith to, to manipulate the, the the way that his team's looking because one thing he needs to do before he hits the the, um, the French and the and the English is he needs to get his team firing because the only way they're going to beat him is to score more points and I think he's picked a side to do that so um, yeah man that's that's why we're here Louis we're here to we're here to champion that and oh you know I'm coming off the back fence about that seriously what are they thinking well it's um, world rugby's responsibility for the most part but New Zealand rugby this week have really showed their hand and the more I think about it, this scheduling clash between the All Blacks and the Black Ferns is a, a really sore thumb for not New Zealand rugby, for, for, but for the perception of rugby in this country. Actually, the reality of rugby in this country, where we are campaigning and we're promoting the women and the Black Ferns and equality and diversity, and we're trying our hardest, but you can't miss the sore thumb. It's like they've tried to hit the nail and they've just smacked themselves so hard on the hand here. This scheduling clash, the more I think on the, about on it, the, the upswing, worse it they've gets. hit themselves in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, not only have they hit their thumb, but on the upswing, they've hit themselves in the head. Hey, can be with man. Sorry, we're here in Whangarei. I've just. Oh, I'm, it's a, little just bit, a, it's I'm just, a little bit worried. I reckon we're about to get an absolute battering. Um, and you know what I'm thinking straight away? I'm thinking, calm down, baby. Come on, bring the rain. Bring the rain, my boy down in Taranaki. She just keeps slipping past the go all the way down to Tamaki Makoto. Sit on that that southern part of Auckland there, Pukekoi, and drop it. Drop the lot. Yeah, it'd be good if it could miss us. Um, we're outside at Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei, and it's just a massive Northland-looking rain cloud that's just appeared as the sun is starting to rise. The sun's starting to rise on your day at 11 minutes past 6. Remember, double eight double three is the Temple Post text machine, and 0800 150 Eight to eleven is the Kenna Tire phone line, and we'd love to hear from you throughout the morning. I've got some stuff that I really need to get in front of you. Hey, Louis, Louis, can I ask you a question? Uh, I'm looking at Joe here. Yeah, boy. There we go. There's the first right. one. Chalk it up, Joey. Chalk it up. That's Chalk one. it up, Joe. There was the 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 horn going. The boys, they're listening there. The Elsco yeah. boys out there cleaning up. Thank you, everybody in Whangarei. But Louis, I need to ask you a question. Mm. Yesterday, mm. big bangers. Mm. Was that Joe? Was that Joe that set me up? Joey the rat, you reckon? Because throw back to the house. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. The big banger. Mm. <laughs> the big banger. <laughs> I looked at Joe fourteen times, and I said, "You, you saw me." If anyone I looked that, at Joe and said, me, "Before anyone that doesn't know what the hell you're talking about, <laughs> just." Make sure you go to SENZ's Instagram page or our Facebook page or our uh, Twitter page. Go to our podcast channel and just make sure you click on Big Bangers Live Read, Kempi's Live Read from your because it won't make sense if you don't know, but carry on. I'll tell you what, you will, you honestly, you'll wet yourself listening to it. But I looked at, I'm reading these, these live reads. I'm looking at Joe and I've never seen such a steel face, mate. He looked at me as if to say, no, nah, Kempi, they're live reads, mate. They're live reads. They're, and I'm looking at him going, 
shaking my head. Joe, come on, man. Are you seriously? Are you setting me up? Like One-stop shop for sauce. And he said, and you know what he said? He said, oh, Kempe, I think you've got to read it again. I think you have to read that again. So was it Joe, mate? Joseph? Uh, I'm not Joe? that clever, Setting unfortunately. It can be. I would l- have loved to, and I did play a major part, but I'm not that clever. <laughs> There's no way I could have written that. There's no way I could have come up with that idea. You know that. You know the only reason why I could play it so well is because usually in the morning I'm tuned out anyways, so it really didn't look any different. <laughs> vacant. The vacant glare. That's a really good answer, Joe. And that's what a criminal mastermind would say. Hey, mate, you... um. You've got a big, you've got a little bit going on with yourself, Joe. I reckon the glow up of Joe Bell has been something real. Before we get back to the, our Northland base, and I can just feel that breeze coming, we're about to get deluged. Uh, before we get back to our Northland base content, mate, you've um, you've got the half marathon this weekend, don't you, Joey? I do. Yeah, no, I'm feeling really good about it. I'm incredibly excited, actually. How's your training been going? Are you, do you reckon you'll make the distance? Will you get the trip, as they say, Kempi? <laughs> I, I will get the trip. It's, it's going really well. The furthest I've done is 18K, but you can always add a few on the day. You know, like the whole event kind of pushes you forward. And uh, I went for my last run yesterday, went 7Ks, super easy. I, the lungs are feeling good. Uh, I'm really actually, like, I'm kind of excited about being part of such like an iconic event. You know, you kind of forget, but I've grown mm. up my whole life in Auckland and knowing about this and to be able to actually take part is um, something I I never thought was possible even 10 weeks ago so no it's really good oh well done joseph well done joseph seriously and and uh, driving past uh, victoria park every morning and watching them put up the tents and the and i guess the the tracks for um you collecting your medal there uh, on saturday is it saturday or sunday i think it's saturday S- isn't it? sunday sunday morning sunday yeah um mate you're gonna soak it up you're actually gonna you're actually gonna cruise through that run Guarantee it. You're gonna get a new, you're gonna get a rhythm, and you're just gonna love it. And you're gonna be running with people, chatting away, and you're gonna to get to the end of it, and you go, "Man, I think I'm gonna do the full marathon." Uh, I don't think so, Kimby. I think <laughs> one step too far. I think. I mean, so, it takes me two hours to run twenty k, probably. I don't have the time to try to run a half marathon. Well, there's a few derby chances this weekend, and Joe, you are our derby chance. So we got Mr. Maestro out there. We got Sharp and Smart. We got. What's your what's your racing name? Do you have a nickname for yourself? <laughs> um, no, not really. Joey the Rat would be a good name for a horse. <laughs> Joey the Rat. So, uh, well, <laughs> my dad calls me Super Joe or Cool Joe after Joe Montana. I'm wearing a 49ers jersey yeah, today, actually, yeah. and he's my I like favorite Joe player. Dirt. Oh, Joe Dirt. Okay, yeah, fine. Joe, Joe Dirt. Dirt. Not <laughs> Cool Joe or Super Joe. We'll go with Joe Dirt. Yeah, sounds good, boys. <laughs> Neeps, you don't any work back there. You're just laughing, mate. What's going on? How's <laughs> Neeps? Little chicken with Napier. Yeah, I'm just laughing, mate. I'm having a great time. <laughs> All right, mate. You, you, you knuckle down, Neeps. You're in charge today. And what part did you play in that snag extravaganza it was yesterday, the opposite. Neeps? It was the opposite to what I'm doing now. It's trying not to laugh, Kimpy. <laughs> cool do you know what they're calling it? I actually, I got a message. you know what they're calling it? What's that? Snag gag. Snag gag. <laughs> they're calling it the snag gag. The great oh, snag gag. Gone. Hook, line, sinker, threw me off the boat, sunk. Yeah, we did. Um, apologies about that, Kimpy. All right, double eight, double three. It's time to warm yourselves up, all right? We're here in Whangarei for the Rugby World Cup, getting behind our black ferns. And, of course, Chemist Warehouse is proud to be partnering the rugby Women's Rugby World Cup. Um, we'll talk about it a lot throughout the morning. Mostly we're just here, grateful to be here, supporting our black ferns as they try to take on the world and defend... What is rightfully theirs, let's say, on their home patch in Aotearoa, New Zealand. But it's 17 minutes past six. Let's can't wait it.
Can't wait question of the day. Oh, we're going to keep it real simple today, Kimby. We're going to go throwback to the good old days. Oh, I like it. We're I gonna, like it already. And we're going to go, what is your weekend lock? <sighs> Gee, that's a tough one. What is your weekend lock? It's actually a long lock? weekend because the weekend actually runs through till Tuesday night. <laughs> Do you know what? I'll, I'll pay that. I will pay that. The week, let's say, yeah, actually, well, yeah, because that makes Wednesday, Sunday, I suppose. That's right. Uh, I'll pay that. Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Derby Day. The Flemington Carnival kicks off tomorrow. We've got racing at Aopuni and Matamata. We've got a Women's Rugby World Cup here. I'm sure there's some UFC on. There's plenty of sport around the world. So what is your weekend lock? Don't forget the All Blacks in Japan too. New Zealand Rugby don't want us to forget that, do they? What is your weekend lock? 0800 150 Give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line right now. Or send us a text on double eight double three. Before we shoot off, do you have one, Kimby? Of course I do, Louie. It's the Black Ferns. It's the Black Ferns. And I'll tell you what, if you don't come down here to Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei and pick up those tickets, I'm going to take them and I'm going to pick some mates up and I'm going to come down to Okata Park tomorrow and I'm getting behind our ladies to win the World Cup. Because it's World Cup, baby. So Kempi's multi-filler for the weekends, uh, weekend is the Black Ferns at $1.03 to be... <laughs> to, I'm to, taking it. $1.03. <laughs> oh, they're so generous, the TAB. I can't believe it. Is that, I actually lie. It's just, they're actually $1.01. Oh. Well, 1%. Jeez. Can't, can't wait for our interest rates and the, our mortgages to go back down to that. Thanks for the tip at Rotorua Race 7 yesterday. You are welcome. We'll find some more mail for you after this. Oh, Andrew, 150 what is your weekend lock? Let's start the interaction here. We've got a big show planned from Northland. So good to be in the north supporting the Black Ferns. Here at the Chemist Warehouse, come say g'day. Give us a toot. Honk, honk. No. <laughs> Through to the keeper we go. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. SNZ and welcome to the north on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Izzy's on the plane. Heading west to Australia, Louis and Kempe live outside the Chemist Warehouse store in Whangarei for the Rugby World Cup. We're behind our black ferns this weekend, and to start the day, it's a simple one, Kempe. L-O-C-K, lock. Lock it in, lock it in, the black ferns, baby. Lock of the weekend time, we'll get to your text messages, but as always, preferential treatment for those that pick up the old dialer. Charlie on the road, what do you got for us, big man? Uh, a bit of luck, friends, for sure. Um, and oh, further exacerbated by just listening to a podcast with a guy called Tom Elube. If you don't know who he is, you're going to know who he is. He's now, since June 2021, the chairman of the British Rugby Football Union and is the first black person to take that role. And listening to the guy, he won the Black Entrepreneur uh, the top list above Lewis, Hamilton, and other guys. Listening to him, and then listening to people like Mark Robinson, New Zealand rugby is going to go down a huge toilet if they don't sort themselves out, mate. <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this guy. Listen to this guy. I kid you not, mate. He is going to make. I put about. I put money on the Black Ferns to win the World Cup and the Black, um, the All Blacks to win the World Cup. So I double. Just a few, Bob, but. Mate, this guy is going to take women's rugby and men's rugby in England to to new levels, mate. He is such a visionary. Okay, all right. I mean, that's your lock of the week. All, 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 all he needs is Scott Robinson, mate, and we are we are 
we are toast, mate. We'll get he them might get him too. Charlie, yeah. you might be right. Speaking <laughs> of Scotty yesterday, I said to Louie last night, after talking to um, Scott Robinson on the on the blower when he called in yesterday and we had a you know, just a good old chat, I said to Louie, he sounds so much m- more mature after what he's been through in the last sort of 12 months. And, you know, the, the takeout from that conversation yesterday was when he said, I'm ready. And I think everyone in the – I don't know if everyone here realises, but they picked that up last night and ran with, ran with it on one news. So um, him saying that he's ready for me, I think if the All Blacks miss the boat and you're talking about um, Tom Alubi, the, the new chairman of the English rugby – I don't think he'll miss the boat. Yeah, nice stuff, Charlie. Good tip off, mate. All right, I right, take your take your word for it. Let's um, and Tom Aluba does look pretty sharp, chairman of the RFU. Let's bounce across to our man. Let's go east, east, east coast. Nati Poro. Joe Gizzy, how are you, bro? Morning, Asano. Pretty you not down here doing your uh, your showbie, but no chemist warehouse and Gizzy, mate. So I understand that, eh? So uh, we'll, work, we'll work on we'll that. We'll come down, we'll Joe. Don't that. worry, we'll They'll come down. As in the as in the crew will have one soon enough. It, it, well, we're working on it. That's all right. Listen, with all the sport going on, on the weekend, mate, the lock of the weekend is I'm not getting any from Mumsy. But uh, I'll tell you straight up, <laughs> I got I got a, Joe, I got a multi model lock voice. Boys, it's hurting me. I've got a multi-moral lock. All Blacks, Ferns, Kiwis in the cricket, Black Caps. That, put that together. It'll start your weekend rolling. All right, one more time. Kiwis. Ferns. Kiwis in the cricket, Ferns in the rugby, All Blacks in the rugby. Mate, you lay those three down as the foundation of your weekend uh, multi. We can keep going. Chuck Pung on there for a place. Chuck the Kiwis right. in there. All right, Joey. Chuck, Chuck I appreciate the it, mate. We're rolling. Multi moral from the East Coast, and yep, of course, Sri Lanka Black Caps tomorrow live on SCNZ. McCarty, Grant Elliott, we just need the rain, rain to stay away, and that's speaking of Whangarei as well. Uh, we want to get some cricket played, and the Black Caps need to keep their momentum up and running. Double eight, double three, Marshy says, run, Joe, run, go, boy. Cheers, Marshy, and we're all rooting for you, Joe. Joe Dirt, your racing name in the Auckland Marathon. Can one of the lads pull Cam's text over to the middle? I just can't get work my machine. We want, we want to know Cam's mail because... He's How good is Cam? Well, Cam, that you, your your Stephen Marsh runner yesterday just missed, oh, and it would have won by eight lengths if that fifty-two dollars shot didn't run down the outside and get it on the line. Cam, what do you like, Cam? Matter matter race three, La Verte, yeah, no La Verite, sorry, uh, Awapuni race five. Providence provides. So is she going to Awapuni? Do we think, Cam? All right, okay. Well, Providence provides, um, I backed her on the synthetic fresh up. She's got a bit of talent. She's got a bit of talent. She can gallop, Cam. You're on form. Your tipping's been sensational of late. So who are we to question you? Race five, Awapuni, Providence provides. In are you, are you going to give him that Sheik, Sheik Sharok bully this morning when he was talking about his mate? Reckons he gets three, at least three? Well, yeah, it's not a bad, it's not a bad point, Kempi. Here's one. Today they're racing in New Plymouth, right? And we're talking locks. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Where's your lock of the weekend? Come on, don't be shy. We need, we need you. We need you through here. And it's a good point, Kimpy. It's a good point. Today they race at New Plymouth, and Robbie Patterson, mm. Rob Pat, his team is absolutely on one at the moment. He has them low level. 
flying. So, Robbie, I know you'll hear this. You're listening up to the gap, Robbie. Come on, pick the phone up. Dial on, in SCNZ. Give us a call, mate. Give us your best of the day down there in Taranaki. This will get to here, Robbie. Come on, just come through. You know the line to come through on and give us your best for the good people of SCNZ. We want a lock. We're asking Robbie Patterson's lock. We're asking your lock on 0800 Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. We'll get some sports headlines in just a bit as well. Give us a toot if you come past the Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei. Let us know that you're listening to SC. NZ. So good to be in the north. Back in a bit. Twenty-seven away from seven a.m. this morning, broadcasting live from Chemist Warehouse up in Northland, Whangarei. Great to be here. Kempi's got some stories from the pub, tales from the bar, Lena, that he'll get to in just a little bit. At Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade. Here to make your job easier, of course. A couple of sports headlines. Well, what about the fact that Zimbabwe has knocked Pakistan off at the Cricket World Cup? Another final ball, final ball thriller at the T20 World Cup. 130 for 8. Pakistan's run chase was up and down and ultimately ended in them going down in another thriller at the World Cup. You'd be absolutely gutted if you were a Pakistani fan. And I'll tell you, here's the tip. Here's your lock of the weekend. There's about a gazillion of them. They love their cricket, and at the moment they're on the wrong end of it. The All Blacks, well, hey, don't forget about the little old All Blacks, guys. We can't forget about the little old All Blacks. <sighs> Give me a spell. Well, their team was named yesterday. <laughs> Their team was named yesterday, Kempi. Stephen Perofeta at fullback. Richie Mwonga at first what five. What are they doing? Roger Tuivasa-Shekitli starting at second five eight. You'll be happy with that? I am. 100%. Um, we've got opportunities being given to Hoskins Tutu. Off to Fasi finds himself back in the 23 as well. So players will need to stand up. Sam Kane, great to see him out there. Going to be captaining Japan. Of course, that is Saturday night. And, yeah. Don't forget. They're not travelling that well. I'm just saying. They're not travelling that well that you make that many changes up against the side. And as he said, talking to his mate in Fiji, waiting for them to come over to Japan and ready to take into them. Look, you're not travelling that well. You can't make 100 changes and think that you're just going to be a lay-down bazaar. So, to be honest, Louis, I'm a little bit worried about this one. Oh, come on, mate. That's not your lock of the weekend? Nah. I'm watching the Ferns. Yeah, well, the Black Ferns team was named as well. We'll give you that team list before the hour is out. And again and again and again, because we're in Whangarei supporting the Black Ferns this morning. And we're running a cutter. And we're going to go straight down to the capital, because I've asked for your locks of the weekend. And you've lit us up like a Christmas tree. Simon, how are you? Good lad, good lad. Morena. Come on, Simon. What do you got? Lads, I've got the J-Mac treble. Oh. Yeah, he is. Pongo in that. I like it already. Talk talk to us. <laughs> Sing it to us. <laughs> uh, race 6, race 7, race, race 8 at uh, Flemington on the weekend. Uh, in secret, onto Sharp and Smart, onto La Creek. He's done it once before. The track's looking pretty good for these horses. You go each way on that on a three-race multi. Can't see a problem there. 
All right, Simon. Now, talk to me here. You're obviously a J-Mac fan, like we all are, because you've obviously made your skin fall off from previously. He rode 10 winners during the Cup Week Carnival, I think, last year. I'm pretty sure it was 10, and that was a record at the time. Remember, there was that great footage of Brett Preble and him cuddling after the post when he got... I think he might have taken Brett Preble's record, actually. Do you think he can go one better? Can he break his own record in back-to-back years? Because I've seen that he is riding in every single race over Cup Week. So do you reckon he gets 11 winners? Oh, I think you're pushing to the hill a little bit, but was it a couple of weeks ago, I think, the race meet before the Caulfield Cup, he actually did three in a row, I think it was in Sydney, um, and I think the horses that he's running at the moment, you can't really go wrong with them, and I listened to a race meet on SEN in Australia, and he was sort of quite stoked about his run-in with especially La Creek and In Secret that he's obviously ridden before. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. horses In, that yeah. he knows. No, no, it's a good point, mate. In Secret, she looks like she's the one to beat for me. I've got her on top in the Coolmore, mate, and you were bang on about La Creek. And Rogie, sharp and smart, will hang around Simon for after 7 o'clock because we're going to catch up with the great man Graham Rogerson who's had about a gazillion Group 1 winners in Australia. He knows how to do it. So we'll talk to him about sharp and smart's chances after... 7 o'clock. Thanks for the call, Simon. Be like Simon. Use the Ken Tire phone line 0800 150 811. Kempi, I'll, I'll put the question to you. Can J-Mac go back-to-back years breaking that cut-week record? Can he get 11 winners? 100%. He, you know, the difference between then and now is he sits down with the best trainer, with the best trainers, and then decides which ones are going to give him the best chance. And I think he's that smart... Mate, listen, listening to the great Glenn Boss talk about him, you know, everyone's saying that he's the best in the world at the moment. If he can't pick the 10 best rides through the, through the carnival, something's wrong. So I reckon he's got a good chance. He's got a real good chance of, of beating it. Well, how about this for a, a starting point? He's riding in every single race in the Cup Carnival. So that, for, for the, just let me break it down for you. So that's Derby Day on Saturday, Melbourne Cup on Tuesday, and then uh, the last day, the Champion Stakes Day. So I think there's something like 36 rides or something like that throughout the week, every single race. You reckon the bookies are packing? Oh, well, they skim they skim him, but they still can't beat him. That's why... That's why um, they take they Pungle, tax him. That's why Pungle is a three dollar thirty favourite. I know JD disagreed a little bit. He thought that form race Pungle debuted and was uh, yeah the form race of the Sydney Spring. And there's probably a little bit of that, but you can't deny that there's a J Mac tax that goes around. Richie says, "Morena lads, my lock of the weekend." Oh, sorry, no, he doesn't. He says, "Don't forget about the supercars." Oh, we can't forget about the supercars and, and our man Ryan. On the plane oh, yesterday to the Goldie. How good, Ryan, mate. If you're tuning in over there on the Goldie, give us a call, mate. Yeah, come give on. us a text. Come in double eight double three and tell us what it's like. And how come I didn't fit in your suitcase? Well, I can tell you that. <laughs> Simon says Cambridge race eight horse one Mercury Rising lock, but very short, only one point six. Simo, multi filler kind of stuff. Appreciate you coming through there, Kimpy. Before we go to Quizzy Dag, you um. Well, you explored some of the scenery around Whangarei last night. You found yourself at a couple of pubs. You met some locals. What's the what's the what's the bully on the ground? Oh, uh, look, yeah, you know, it's sort of when you come in, when you're coming home, you, people sort of recognise you, and you know, we called into a couple. You got you got accosted at one, and you know, I walked into another, and run into someone that um, you a few of the boys that I played against up here when Taranaki came up to play Northland, the Murray brothers. 
Um, Pat Puasa, great front rower up here in, in the in the Northland side. Um, got talking got talking to them and like it's really it's really refreshing to come back into the rural rural parts of New Zealand and see how well people do people are doing. Um, it's interesting though, Louis. You know, you you're a bit sport when you live in Auckland. You can you can you wow. can you can get around. Some people and, would argue the opposite. Well, yeah, but the, but the best thing about coming sort of into rural parts of New Zealand is that, mate, it's so more relaxed. Yeah. Hey, like seriously, it although is such I, a relaxing although, place although to be. Fair dinkum, I did get ID'd at a punting bar. <laughs> I did offer. Can, can you I did offer it? my license. I did offer my. Can license. you believe it? People she laughed people too when I said that. Reaching for yeah, she didn't laugh when I said, "Oh, well." <laughs> she, come on, she, come on, son. Yeah, yeah, you do flash though when you walk into a, a punting bar. Oh, you like those lights. Here he comes. I had about a hundred bets, and I think I finished eight dollars up. <laughs> so we'll call that a win. Nineteen away from seven, live from Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei. Come and say good day if you're driving past us on your way to work. Plenty of people cruising through. Great to see the regions up and moving on a Friday morning. A massive weekend of sport coming up. We're here to support the Black Ferns, just like Chemist Warehouse is supporting the Women's Rugby World Cup. After this, it's Quizzy Dag. We're missing the Quizmaster, so we got the Kemp Master, and he is in a vicious mood. He is in a vicious mood. So you're going to need to come wind on. up from the back fence. You're going to need to wind up from Kai Tire if you're going to come get us in Whangarei. 0800 150 811. Quizzy Dag after this. Hey, you know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. Oh. You thought you did as and can be, but the questions stress you out, yay. The quiz master is getting busy, but Uncle's clues would give you gout. Think you can beat them, try your luck. Losing, they're gonna call you chump. TAB bonus bets, they're on us. TAB, 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 quizzy dag and TAB bonus bets. Don't ask Google all your slages. It's Quizzy Dag on It's Cut Loose Friday and we need to get through a couple here because we've had a very special edition to the broadcast, Kempi. So let's get first straight into it with Damon and Palmy. Kempi's the Kemp master, the quiz master Here today. we go, Dame. Here we go, mate. Jake Paul will face his biggest test this weekend, coming up against one of MMA's G-O-A-T, you know, greatest of all times, Anderson Silva. What is Jake Paul's fighter name? Oh, boy, there, Dame. Have to ask for straight away. Uh, what do you call... Do you have kids, Damon? No, but I'm getting a puppy tomorrow. Okay. Does that count? <laughs> With the pup. Yay! Hey! Chalk it up. That's another <laughs> one. Uh, okay, what do you call... What do you call... Like, you, you know, if, if, a, if, a, if a, one, of, one of your nephews or something is causing trouble, what do you call them? Um, I can think of a few words, sure. but I'll just say menace. Menace. <laughs> Not quite, Damon. Good effort. John, you heard the question, mate. Jake Paul's fighting name, what is it? Yeah, no. See you later, mate. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Brad Dunners, 
You the question, mate. Jake Paul's fighting name, what is it? Um, do, 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 do. What's his name? The Problem Child. Yeah, <laughs> very quick fingers. Here we go. Here we go. Roger Tuivasa-Shek will make his first start for the All Blacks against Japan this weekend. What position will he start in? Ah, uh, figure five, eight. Pay it. Too easy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are taking the mickey out of this one. What's Kempe's favourite brand of sausages? <laughs> you had to listen oh. to the show yesterday. You get this one. Ah, uh, big dang it. <laughs> Your one-stop shop for sauce. <laughs> Your one-stop thick and cheesy. Here we go. The Black Caps will look for their second win of the T20 World Cup when they go up against Sri Lanka tomorrow. Where's the test being played? The T20, not the test, obviously. Five, four, three, uh, two, one. Adelaide Oval. No, no. (laughs) I don't think so. Yep, that's wrong. That is wrong. Joe's asleep. Joe, Joe's asleep. We're we're going to dig him. Right, very special now because in person, I always love when we get a Quizzy Dag member. Well, who we got here? Right, Kaki. Oh, great to have you down, mate. You've brought the rain with it. (laughs) Obviously a local? Yeah, yeah, definitely just worked just up the road. And um, you obviously have SCNZ tuned in. Oh, all day, every day. (laughs) Nice, nice, mate. And we've got a few fans here. This is a rally? Shh. <laughs> I told you about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Okay, right. Uh, the Black Caps T20 World Cup campaign continues. Where's the T20 going to be played? SCG. Pay it. Pay it. Come on, Joe. Wake up. <laughs> and for a $50 TAB bonus bet at nine minutes away from seven, Kempi, the last question is... Which Black Ferns loose forward will make her return to the team for the quarterfinal... After being left out with injury. Kennedy Simon. Oh, oh mate, he's told it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, dog. Too sharp. What do you do for crust, mate? I uh, work for recreational services, um, uh, hand in hand with the council. Nice stuff. Nice, so nice. Pretty much picking up rubbish, but I love it. <laughs> you love it, yep. Got some tools in there? Yeah, plenty of tools. Plenty of tools. I can see there the rubbish bin, the blower. Mate. Hey, curious um, on oh, your take on this. Can I borrow your truck? <laughs> Anytime, fella. Let <laughs> <laughs> me a breath test you first. Have you, have you noticed a buzz with the Rugby World Cup? Like, I can see some banners over there, but overall we were, we were a little bit, we thought there might be a bit more hype around town. Uh, yeah, I've got to be careful what I say here, but yeah, I thought there should have been a bit more advertising around town. Um, mm. Obviously, with our work, we're... Um, Right in there trying to make the place sparkle, but True. there needs yeah. to be. I thought there needed to be a bit more signage. Yeah. Um, obviously, the town's um, looking at last week's game, the town's really loved it. Man, what was it, 17,000? I'll tell you what, Brilliant. looking at the hill, because or kind of park, eh, when that hill is covered, you go, yeah, man, there's quite a few people coming to town to watch it. So, are you expecting a big crowd? Yeah, we are actually. Um, yeah, they've. Already sold, uh, pretty much pre-sold, pretty much close to what they did last week. From nice. what I've been told. Um, so the last time I saw the hill like that was um, the 2011. I think it was Tonga, Canada. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, in the Men's Real Rugby World Cup, that was the last time I saw it like that. And so it's really impressive seeing the stands like that and the embankment just loaded with people. Well, appreciate you coming down this morning and um, getting involved. Are you obviously you're you working? Are you working at the game or? 
Ah, uh, I was supposed to be, but now nah, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Would you go down? Hard, yeah, man. No. Do you know what? Yep. Not just a fifty dollars TV bonus bet. We got a triple pass. Oh, there awesome. you go, brother. See, that's what happens when you call in and say hello to your CNZ boys. <laughs> First in, best dressed. That's right. Yeah. Oh, can you take me? I want some tea. <laughs> you stay. Right. <laughs> Come and see us at Chemist Warehouse. They are right behind the Women's Rugby World Cup. They're behind Sweet our fella. black ferns, just as our man Rye Kempi Louie here. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, and SCNZ will be back to wrap the hour after this. Live from Chemist Warehouse, Whangarei, where the locals are showing up. They're on the way to work. They're on the roads, including Simon from Main Freight. Yeah, Simon. Proof yeah. in the fresh. Hey, Simon, <laughs> you gotta you gotta have a good day, mate. Good weekend. Perfect. Enjoy the weekend. That- <laughs> He's in the truck. Chair, mate. Drive safe out there. Here we go. Good man. How gets the local support? We've got some support up here. <laughs> oh, fuck it. He's going off with SENZ. You've got people tooting <laughs> left, right, and centre. You've got blokes driving in, wanting to come and chat. Oh, yeah. How good. How good. Oh, it's, very, it's very cool, Kimpy. Uh, the word is out. SCNZ is live from Chemist Warehouse. This is Kimpy for breakfast, minus the Dagmeister as Pango gets ready to take on the Flemington Stars in the Carbine Club Stakes tomorrow. After this, Albert. speaking of Flemington, Graham Rogerson, sharp and smart. The Derby winner in waiting, we will find out from the great one, Roggy. Just after this, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. This is SCNZ, live from Chemist Warehouse Whangarei. Stay with us. Louis and Kimby. Get 20% off the Brood range only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morena, welcome into a massive weekend of sport. Live, Louis and Kempi, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast from Chemist Warehouse, Whangarei, where the people are out in droves. No, I'm not kidding. They're everywhere. They've come and seen us this morning. We want you to keep coming and seeing us here as we support the Black Ferns and Chemist Warehouse supporting the 2021 Women's Rugby World Cup. So good that Northland's getting a slice of the pie here, Kempi. You talk about equity. Uh, 100%. You know, bring it up, bring it home to the rural uh, plains of where it all started. The great Sid going, you know. The Dunn brothers. The Murray brothers, Pat Poasa in Rugby League. You've got Blair Tukey up there in Kitty Kitty running the cutter there on the big boats. Man, there's so many good so many good sportsmen from out of Northland. Um, Adam Blair, you know, Fisher Harris. You want me to keep going? 
Now we'll keep we'll circle back to that, but get your thinking caps on. Some of the great Northland athletes of all time. We want to hear from you a little bit later on in the show. So start getting your thinking cap on, and then we'll use you on double eight, double three. Graham Rogerson, trainer of Sharp and Smart, of course. The Savabeel experience knows how to win a Melbourne Cup too, doesn't he? He'll be not too far away. We're just waking him up over there in Melbourne. Um, we'll get him on the line in just a second. Speaking of the text machine, though, Kimpy, someone wants a replay of the sausage ad. <laughs> I'll tell you what you got to do. And I only worked this out last night. If you go on to SENZ and just tap an SENZ on your Wi-Fi, wherever that is, on your Google, and push an underscore radio, and it'll pop straight up, and you will honestly wet yourself watching that. I've, I listened to it first thing this morning coming, put the headphones on, we've got a replay playing at 5.30 in the morning, and it's as funny as it was yesterday. And yeah, thanks boys, thanks for setting me up, I had no idea. Seriously. <laughs> Joseph, that's your fault, because you're the one who said, yeah, it was so funny last week that we got a sponsor who wants to sponsor some sausages. 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 You can't even say it with a straight face still <laughs> now. Uh, Shane in Auckland <laughs> wants to know how he finds the Pungal bet on TAB. Well, Shane, I'll give you the 101 very quickly. If you go to tab.co.nz forward slash racing, and then you click on tomorrow, big tab, you can't miss it. You scroll down, you go past Matamata, you go past Awapuni, you go past Rose Hill, and you hit Flemington Race 1, you click on it, and then you go down to the second from the bottom, and you see a horse, Pungal, number one next to his name, James McDonald, Chris Waller, $3.30 on the fixed price. $3.30 with the bookmakers. You reckon Paulie Moati's going to boost that today? I think, no, they'll boost it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. So tomorrow morning, I mean, it's a it's an interesting game to play. Personally, I'll tell you because I never lie to you. I'll be waiting to see if I can get a better price closer to jump time because I think it should be a better price than that. Seriously, well, you think they'll boost it because they, you know, they're good they're people. Frightened. <laughs> but I would love to see a tiny little drift. I mean, it's not going to be a massive one because of J Mac as well. Uh, Kempi. Someone's enough. Al Sharik has said anything about his runners at New Plymouth today, including uh, Sabadaya. Yeah, look, uh, I would follow anything Alan's got in, in in New Plymouth because it's his home track and he's up there every morning. But I'll tell you now, if you're going to go into New Plymouth, follow Robbie Patterson. That's the bully. Follow Robbie Patterson today. He at least gets three. So you choose which three they are. Well, it would be good if he chose them and just sent us a little uh, text Come on, on, the, Robbie. on the hotline. Phone us in, mate. You know the line, Robbie. You know the line. Come through and let us know what you're thinking. In the meantime, while we wait for Rogie, he'll be just making sure Sharp and Smart down at the stables is behaving himself. Let's go through this Blackfern side for tomorrow's clash against Wales. Quarter-final rugby. Quarter-final World Cup footy. How good. Seriously. How, how good. In New Zealand, and our Blackferns are playing in a quarter-final, and it's just about to start to heat up. Nothing is guaranteed past this week. Nothing's guaranteed past today. That, look, Wales is going to be up for it. Sri Lanka, mate. Who got beat last night in the cricket? Pakistan. Would you have picked it? No. That's what happens. World it's the Cup. World Cup. So, Pip Love, Georgia Ponsonby, Amy Rule in the front row have a huge job to do, talking set-piece, talking laying the platform, don't they? 100%. It's where it all starts, and those girls need to get their heads in the middle of it. 
Right, okay, we've got Ruse and Bremner, Chelsea that is, in the locks on the second row. Then Alana, who's joining the show just after 22-9 this morning. We'll talk to Alana Bremner. She's played a bit of footy. She understands the stakes. We'll talk to her about her job in the four-pack. Sarah Hidani at blindside flanker. Mika Ali Tu'u, Liana, at number eight. Uh, Sarah Hidani was open side, by the way. Kendra Coxedge at halfback. Ruahe Dimont at first five captain Aishelite Ainga on the left wing uh, Wayne Smith called him maybe the best player in the world so not surprising to see her get a nod Teresa Fitzpatrick and Stacey Flawl interesting they've gone with that centre pairing mm. there um, a lot of pressure on them to perform when you look at their missions and then Portia Woodman on the right wing that's probably the informed player in world rugby or is it Ruby Tui at fullback at the moment. We will go through the bench in due course. That is your Black Ferns side for tomorrow's World Cup quarterfinal here in Whangarei. We're here in Whangarei, and I tell you who's not, because he's at the Palacious. He's at his Salubrious, second home. The second home. Flemington Stables. It's Roggy. Graham Rogerson's on the line. Morning, Graham. Yeah, morning. I'm just out in the middle of the track. I just he's just out on the track working. <laughs> hey, and how's it looking, Graham? Or everyone here on SENZ, they have heard yesterday when J Mac jumped off that your ride is going great guns. Is that right? Well, he he makes trainers look good. He, uh, <laughs> he he's an incredible horse. Uh, he, he eats, and then not many horses can do what he's done. You know, he had a 10-hour float trip. He ate his breakfast when he arrived. Yesterday, when he... I just let him go out in the grass. He worked a mile or so. He came up his last furlong in 12.1 with his ears pricked on the bridle. You know, takes a good horse to do that. And he don't mind it if it's wet or dry. I think he's better on the dry. But uh, he's... He's just unlimited of what he, I think he's going to do. I think next time in, he could be something real special. Right, we're talking sharp and smart with Graham Rogerson. And sharp and smart, if you backed him last weekend, you would be happy. You got about $8.50 with the New Zealand TAB, a crazy price. Hugh Bowman tried his hardest to make us work for it, though, Graham. Um, talk to me about not just that week, last weekend gone, but were you always going to back him up in the derby with one week? Like, you don't fool anyone, Roger. You're a master trainer. Was this always the plan? Well, it's a massive ask. It's a massive ask. And, you know, the competition between Melbourne and Sydney, you know, uh, and uh, he shifted the dates because uh, I originally was going to run him in the champion stakes. And if he won in the Cox Plate, but uh, the hierarchy put them on the same day. So, you know, it was worth 2.15 to the winner. You know, the, uh, I mean, the race in Sydney, you know. So, see, but it was, he probably was a victim of circumstances. He got three court, three wide, but he doesn't pull, he just gets in the rhythm. The, probably the worst thing he does, he's just quite happy to stay alongside the other horses. He certainly doesn't win by much, you know, but that's him. And I think when he learns to be a racehorse, uh, he'll, he'll be uh, sort of be better, I'm hoping, anyway. 
He is one of those horses that seems to just do enough, doesn't he? Some of them just like to just do enough. And, oh, well, if he's a great horse, he'll find the line first no matter what. Barrier three, James McDonald on. Could there be a better barrier for him in the derby? Well, I don't know. It's, it's up to James. I think James got a shock when he rode the horse, you know. And Huey's been telling me for a while how good he is. Uh, so, you know, he... He probably was unlucky in the races in Queensland, but he didn't really know even what he was doing, the horse, you know. So uh, he certainly, everyone wants to see him. He's a he certainly got a good name, and he's doing New Zealand proud, you know. He's a, a real good Kiwi racehorse, I think. Hey, hey, Graham, just map the race out for us. You've got Mr. Maestro in there as well. It's going okay. It's drawn the car park. How do you think the race will map out? Oh, I don't know, mate. He can ride him anywhere, this horse. Originally, I was going to lead on him in the gloaming uh, when, the, when the races were called off that day. But he'll, he can ride him wherever he wants to ride him. He's on him. We've got to go 2,500 for three-year-olds, so they'll give him a good ride. I think Mr. Maestro, he's in the box next to him, actually, in the in the stables here at Flemington. Uh, he's a nice little horse, and he, he certainly uh, had a good preparation, uh, but it's going to be hard for him from the outside alley. He's going to have to go around them at some stage. But, uh, I think they're two great chances at Kiwi horses. I think it could be a Quinella. I don't want to say it out loud, but I just did. Um, Roger, you've you've obviously been there with some champions before, um, Savabile, and then of course Efficient. Like the the Victorian media, they must love having you back. Are you personally feeling the love being back there with another good one? Like you you can't just turn up without something. And you you've spoken about how good you think Sharp and Smart is, but personally for you, is it cool to be back in the big smoke with a really nice horse? Oh, it's good to bar uh, the you know coronavirus. And they they get their money out of you with the press and everything for sure, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's good if we can do that, Horatio. And they are very good, you know. Uh, I mean, they they're hoping I think to get over eighty thousand and a hundred thousand. You reckon they want to get? You reckon they want to get the money out of you? Apparently, you want to get the money out of Peter Volandis. Uh, he's a he comes to New Zealand. Actually, he is a he's a champion bloke, Peter. I've known him probably for forty years, you know. And uh, he's going to make some announcements. I think when he comes back from New Zealand, he told me is he he's going to run uh, for twenty million next year. Say wow. that say that one again. If the Everest is going to be twenty million. Wow! And you're going, aren't you, Roddy? Do you have one fast enough, Roddy? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I had a couple of horses that won that race where the Everest is slot in Sydney many years ago. Mass party and Century Kid. I'd love to have them today. But you know, racing. I think in Australia, it's certainly. Since I was here, what, 14, 15 years ago, you know, it's really taken off, you know. 
And it's probably a, the good side of it, Sydney against Melbourne. I mean, the, the big race in Sydney's $10 million to mark. Yeah. You know, that's a hell of a stake, money. Hey, Roger, Roger, just one question before we let you go. Sharp and smart. You've had plenty. You've had plenty of good winners. What's he remind you of? He reminds me also like what a nuisance and efficient, you know. The year we won the derby with efficient, we thought he could win the Melbourne Cup and he had a bit of a knee issue. Uh, he's certainly up with them. And... Uh, the the chairman here, they're desperate for me to run him in the champions stairs next Saturday here, but I've got him booked on a plan next Wednesday to come home. And, I mean, you can't. How much? How much can you go to the well? I know it's three million next week, but uh, I think this will be his finale, like twenty five hundred in the in the wet. It rained here last night. So it's going to be a hard 2,500 for those three-year-olds, you know. So it'll probably be there, and then he come home and we'll plan for the order. But I'm hoping to able to run him in the... I'd like to run him in the Herbie Dyke in New Zealand, and Huey Bowman's already agreed to come and ride him. Oh, that'd be so a serious, that'd be a serious coup. That'd be a coup for the Waikato Racing Club. Oh, it'd be a coup, be a coup for New Zealand racing. Roger, don't look twenty five hundred, a grand final at the Derby. There's probably not many better places to leave it. But um, we'll, we'll just follow you, mate. You, you've done a fantastic job with us horses. Have you done with Good many luck. in the past, mate? <laughs> All the best, and we look forward to seeing how it plays out tomorrow much. afternoon. We just, I just think J Mac just needs an answer, luck. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Okay, okay, Roger. There you go, Graham Rogerson. Here's a legend, Kimby. Absolutely. Look at it. Look at his list of winners, and he's back over there, and he's like a spring chicken. He's he's got another one, another three year old that is so good and sharp and smart. I know you've I know you've already tipped it out, Louis. You think it's going to win? Yeah, I got it on top. Um, well, the rain's come and it's drawn the car park. Mister Maestro might play into its hands. Well, we could see them battling it out down that straight in Flemington. Right now, it's a soft seven at Flemington. If it keeps raining, which it might do, it'll be a heavy track. I tell you what, you'll know who's not going to win the derby at the corner. Yeah. It'll be a strung out field. A lot of them won't get the 2,500. Mr. Maestro and Sharp and Smart on breeding the two Kiwis will have no issue with it, you would suspect. Graham Rogerson talking about Sharp and Smart, reminding him of efficient and what a nuisance. There are a couple of names that will make your ears prick like Sharp and Smarts on the line and track work yesterday morning. We are here live with Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei. Come and say day to us. We're outside the big yellow building just across the road from the stadium where the Black Ferns will play tomorrow in a quarterfinal against Wales. Chemist Warehouse are massive supporters of the Women's Rugby World Cup, the massive supporters of SCNZ's and vice versa. And after this, Kempe's off the back fence talking women's rugby in Aotearoa. Back soon. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. That's right. Why would we support the Black Ferns when the All Blacks think they are the King Bees? It's tough to rally behind a team that deserve all the respect and admiration in the world when those who govern these outstanding people don't seem interested in jumping in the same walker. The Black Ferns and Wayne Smith have been set a sickening task. 
given a Melbourne Cup assignment with a runway shorter than Tom Abercrombie's basketball court. Imagine that. So this is why we need to rally behind our woman in black. Sitting here in Whangarei, you would have no idea that the Ferns have a quarterfinal in town tomorrow. No flags, no signs, no support from their governing body, it seems. And to top it all off, the All Blacks have dominated the press with the naming of their side to take on Japan. Kickoff time, guess what? The same as the Black Ferns. Such poor form. We can all do the Ferns a favour. Come on! And tune into their quarterfinal. Let's rally behind the girls, the ladies, and support the endeavour. Hell, it's the World Cup. The World Cup. Someone tell the NZR. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, Kempi, it's a funny one. Like, where, where we are across the, sh- the road from the stadium, I can see World Rugby's got the Rugby World Cup flags up. And um, Chemist Warehouse here, like, they're running a massive support network for it and pumping it up as partners and doing a hell of a job. But I guess the more localised and communal support for the Black Ferns has been, I guess, probably noticeably missing. Um, there hasn't been posters of Kendra Coxedge and Sarah Hidini plastered that we kind of seen. And, like, obviously we haven't seen every lick of Whangarei, so we, we could be corrected here. And if, if you do think differently, text us, double eight, double three. On the scheduling thing, I said it last hour, and I, I'd like to make this point again. It is ageing worse and worse and worse the more thought that I am giving it. And I'm probably not alone in this. There's two parts to it, I think. There's the ineptitude part where... How has nobody realised this and been able to fix it? So there's like a actual, um, I guess, uh, procedural and understanding of, I guess, broadcast and operational times that hasn't been clicked onto. So there's a an aptitude that's one side of it, and then the other side of it, which is probably the more concerning part of it, is it shows a systemic lack of desire to actually build this team up because. If you had the desire to make the Black Ferns the priority while they're hosting their own World Cup, the ineptitude doesn't get into it because you're already thinking about it. You're saying, well, no, the Black Ferns game is first, so we can't do it then. So there's two parts, and the more concerning part for me is the systemic side, which is NZR has shown time and time again, they don't put this team first. No, it, it, it does seem like tokenism, doesn't it? Like, I know the place north to south, you know, you travel up here quite a lot. You get over the Bryn Dewans, you think there would have been signposts that led you into Whangarei saying that there was a World Cup on. Like, that just, that, that's, if you're any type of marketer, you would have thought State Highway 1, down the bottom of the, of the Bryn Dewan Hill, coming over looking at that beautiful Whangarei heads, you know, the hen and chickens, and then the next thing you see is Kendrick Coxie, you know what I mean? Big post the same World Cup, Whangarei. It's no good putting flags up on a roundabout 50 metres from the stadium. No one's going to see that. You know, they're driving past... Well, they're not driving past the stadium. They're driving past the whole of Whangarei when you, when you stay on State Highway 1. And to be honest, Louis, we've been north and south on State Highway 1 this morning and last night. Tell me, did you see any signpost that said World Cup in town? Yeah, well, I mean, it was dark, but <laughs> I take your point, Kimpi, I really do. Like, no, no. and It should be slapping us in the face. That's my point. Like, you yeah. know, it does feel a little bit like tokenism, and I guess a lot of people have come out, even Kitty Allen, the minister's come out and said, you know, what are you doing putting um, the Japan game on at the same time? And, like, it, it doesn't feel right. 
and I think people are starting to feel that. Like, what Mate, are you what are you doing? Do do we grasp? We talk about equality and we talk about um, equity in sport and we talk about growing the game by diversity and, and being culturally aware and culturally in tune with the times, right? And Mark Robinson spoke a lot about this and the strides that New Zealand rugby were making at the start of the year before his horror show started. So words are words. Actions are actions. This is a Rugby World Cup quarterfinal. Just let those words wash over you. A Rugby World Cup quarterfinal. Take the word women's out of it. Take the words men's out of it. A Rugby World Cup quarterfinal. So even if you don't care about it as much as the men's World Cup, New Zealand rugby owe it to their stakeholders and their professional players to give it as much credence. Would they ever schedule something else on a men's Rugby World Cup quarterfinal? Of course not. That's that you know you're talking equity and equality, yeah. And unfortunately, there's neither. I I don't think I you know I really do feel sorry for the for the ladies. I think they've done a, the country proud already. You know the way they've bounced out. Everyone's sort of ummed and nerd about it right at the beginning, but it's really captured the imagination of a nation. And you look at you know um, the support that came down this morning. And and t- talking about you know the last time I seen a hill look like that was back in 2011 at the at the at the World Cup the men's World Cup so they have done what they were meant to do is draw people into the into the stadium um, it's just really sad that they haven't actually picked up on that the NZR and, and run with it I don't even care if you agree or disagree with whether they should this is a big deal or not the fact is an organisation has let down their people and it's not good enough New Zealand rugby um, will just move on and we'll just we'll you know. And time will tell, and they've had so many muck-ups this year that it'll probably blend into one. What do you think? 0800-150-811, the Kenata phone line's there for you. Or double eight double three. choices for a poll after the news with Aroha for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SCNZ 26 away from 8 o'clock. I think the idea is here we've got a Northland vibey kind of tune going, Kimpy. Oh, a bit of reggae up here, 100%. Like, uh, oh, if it was me, Joe, check it out. Up at Third World, 96 degrees. Put that on, mate, next time you come on. Mm-hmm. That's more like it because it's the sun, mate, and we're in the winterless north. 96 degrees in the rain. Thank That's you. where we are. Thank you, Kimpy. It is. It's beautiful up here, actually. Whangarei, Kimpy's Warehouse. Come and say g'day. We've had another toot while the mics were off, so stack it up. It's time for our Choices Flooring poll. The Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. And speaking of being in Northland, Kimpy, I thought this was a, a brilliant opportunity to ask and talk about some of Northland's great athletes of times gone by. So the poll in the SCNZ app, we want you to have your choice. Click on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Who's the greatest Northland athlete of all time in your eyes? 
Who is it? And we were at the pub last night, and we were asking around. You came up with some pretty good names and got some given back to us. Yeah, look, the the biggest one for me, because I I used to play halfback and coming through the rugby grades up here um, in Onorahi, and Sid Going was the all-black halfback at the time, and he is by far the biggest name for me, um, and still today. I, I loved Sid Going. I wanted to emulate him watching him play halfback for the All Blacks. Um, but, you, but you're right, Louis, there's so many good ones. You know, Blair's a, and um, Took's another good one up here that we is a, is a good friend of SENZ. Um, but, you, mate, I guarantee you people come in and tell you of, of all sorts of people that come out of Northland. You've got Blairy, you've got a couple in the... In the imagine that, you've got, two, you've got two Kiwis from Northland at the moment. Fisher Harris and Dylan and, Brown. And Dylan Brown. Northland's a very proud sporting jurisdiction. Double eight, double three, if you want to nominate your person. Who's the greatest Northland athlete of all time? Here is the poll that I've got running in the app. Go and have your choice. I've got to nominate four. Now, I can't take credit for one of these because it was a bit of uh, crowdsourcing from the pub last night. Blair Chuk, well, he goes up there. He's an Olympic gold medalist, a silver medalist, uh, America's Cup winner and defender. Man, he is a oh, sale GP. His rap sheet, his credentials are growing daily. Sid Going, Kempe, you just mentioned him. How about Tim Southey? Remember off a farm? Yeah. Off a farm about well, 40 kilometres that way, I believe. Um, boarded down in Auckland at Kings, I'm pretty sure. But Northland he's boy. taken a serious amount of wickets for New Zealand now. One of our greatest cricketers, you have to say. And Victor Yates. Here's a name I wasn't, uh, I yeah. wasn't actually overly, um, well, I guess connected with. He was a New Zealand rugby player who played for the All Blacks. His brother represented New Zealand in rugby league, while his father represented North Auckland in rugby as well. So he was born in Kaitaia in '39. Victor Yates, you know the name? Yep, I do know the name. I know the, the Yates Fano um, and have been a, a number of functions um, with that Fano. So, yep, another great name that comes out of the, the, the far north. Um, and I'm pretty sure, you know, there's going to be a few more. You know, this already started to come in. Big Sid from Tony in Auckland. Apples has just gone in with a Sid going call, um, like myself. It's, uh, yeah, mate, there's, a, there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them up here. And I'm pretty sure, you know, tomorrow too we're going to see um, a few of the girls run out. They, they, their names go down, the Northland girls go down in, in the old... Uh, in the history books, Louis. 100%. A couple more that we got uh, nominated last night. Well, Norm Berryman, of course, and Sandy Bennett um, played field hockey for New Zealand, went to the 2000 Olympics, the 98 Com Games, 2020, the 2002 Com Games in Manchester as well. So there's plenty of... <laughs> There's plenty of great athletes from Northland. Go to the SCNZ app, click on it as you can be breakfast, have your say. A couple of texts on the New Zealand rugby situation before we shoot off and come back to talk some marathon. I wouldn't exactly blame NZR for the lack of coverage of the World Cup or support showing. It's the press's decision to cover what they want and cover, and just like always, the smaller teams and their eyes get left out. Black Ferns all the way. That's from Cam. Look, Cam, I actually, in my opinion, I actually think the coverage has been... Um, pretty good. I actually think there's been lots of it. Uh, I think about what we do on SCNZ, a dedicated Blackfern show. I think every show gives it a shout-out once a shift, at least. I watch the TV news and I see it on there most evenings. I guess we're thinking about that more localised support 
And speaking of that, we did have someone mention that in the middle of Whangarei there was a wee exhibition on for the Rugby World Cup, so that's good. James says lads love the chat and it's complete, completely agree. It's disgraceful and really speaks to the intent from New Zealand rugby. I went to Japan 2019 and the cities there were teeming and buzzing bottom to top with propaganda for the Rugby World Cup material. It's very disappointing from NZU for a Women's Rugby World Cup. Well, see, one of the things that I would have done as a market, I would have ran a business competition, especially leading into town from the north and the south, about putting flags up and, and supporting black. You know what I mean? Like, just painting the town black. Because we all bleed black, especially when the black ferns are all blacks, the Kiwis play. And, and ran a competition in town just so that everyone knew that there's a game on here tomorrow. Like, I can't see anyone. We've got so much industry around here. Next door to Corey's electric, um, Electrical and, and all these, these people are coming in. Can you imagine the Tongans playing up here in Rugby League? Could you imagine that? What would happen? Yeah, it would be the, pl- the place would be set on fire. Steve says, Kia ora guys. The scheduling is a mountain out of a molehill. They're on different platforms. Secondly, one game starts 40 minutes before the other. Thirdly, there's multitude of sports on at the same time and the schedule by the Japanese Rugby Union. And look, Steve, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, we've had a few texts kind of come on, on that tone as well. This might be uh, a mountain out of a molehill in the in the very essence of what has happened, like the actual situation. But I guess Kimpi and me are talking more about the intent around supporting one of our national teams by the organisation that governs them. Talking bigger picture here, and like I understand the dynamics talking about 40 minutes between kickoff, different platforms, but should New Zealand rugby's resource not now, resource Aroha, everything not now, all be pointing towards the Black Ferns as they prepare to take a Rugby World Cup quarter final? Well, where's, where's, the, where's the board sitting? Like, where, where are the board members? Where's the operational team sitting? Where's the CEO? Um, another couple of people saying, boys, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. This isn't a massive issue. Stop blowing it out. What do you say? Double eight, double three. We're 19 away from eight. Do you agree, is this getting worse and worse by the day the more you think about it, or should we just stop banging on? Here from the Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei, supporting the Rugby World Cup. Let's keep it positive. After this, we're going to talk a little bit of marathon running with Kitty Price as she prepares to do something very, very special. It's 19 away from 8. We are 14 minutes away from 8 o'clock now, and we're here supporting the Black Ferns in the Women's Rugby World Cup up in Whangarei at Chemist Warehouse Whangarei. Come say g'day to us, but there's also another big sporting event going on in Auckland this weekend, Kempi. Yeah, that's right. Runners from all across Aotearoa will be putting the finishing touches on their training and preparation for this weekend's Auckland Marathon, including our very own Joe Bell. Over 14,000 athletes will run the city on Sunday, 30th October, making the 2022 Auckland Marathon the biggest mass participation event in New Zealand since 2019. Kitty Price is an Auckland running coach set to compete in a, guess what, Louis, 200th marathon while raising money for the Gut Cancer Foundation. How good after watching friends in Farno affected by cancer. There are 10 official charities aligned with the event, and over 9,000 donors have raised nearly 430k so far. It's awesome. What an incredible achievement. Morena Kitty, thanks for joining us this morning on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. How are you today? Hi, good morning. Oh, I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. Looking forward to Sunday. Two, <laughs> 200. 200 marathons. That's <laughs> unreal. How did you get to this point? Um, just, well, I started um, probably about 20 years ago um, and I, I just got hooked into it. It's, and I was really lucky that my, my passion became my job. So, um, yeah, it just it just happens. <laughs> one just you do one, and then you kind of get addicted, and you just do another one. And but there's so many great events out there that you just you spoil for choice. 
So just one, one so at a time, t- one at a time. Yeah, Kitty, I think the timing's amazing of this. Like, how many can you get in in a year or a month, for example? Um, well, the most I've done in one year was 25 marathons. Um, have done some stupid things what? like eight marathons in eight days, but, yeah. <laughs> so you, it's you addictive, see, eh? um, it, it is, yeah. And I think I really en- I enjoyed my first one. My first one was really, really fun, and I really enjoyed it, and I think I just kept going from there. So I, I do have a lot of fun. I, I work with a lot of people that run marathons, so and I run with a lot of people to help them do their marathons. So it's all, you know, it's about helping others as well. So, yeah, so no, it's, it's really good. I love it. So on Sunday I'm pacing. Um, I'm pacing the five-hour group, so I'll be at the back. But it's about helping, you know, first-timers over the line. And, and yeah, it's just about enjoyment more than racing at the moment. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your journey in this Gut Cancer Foundation, Kitty, and, and the effect that it has had on you and the motivation that it's given you to raise so much money. Oh, um, well, I first got motivated to do fundraise for the Gut Cancer Foundation because my best friend, her husband, he was 56, he got diagnosed with gut cancer. He was a rugby player, so there was nothing wrong with him. And he passed away within six months of being diagnosed, so seeing my best friend go through that was, was really hard. Um, but I've been working with the Gut Cancer Foundation for the last few years. I've been helping them with the, helping their charity runners prepare for the marathon. And I thought that this, this year I'd actually do some, use my milestone to help raise awareness. And it was really cool. The other day I was out running and I met this lady who's been through mouth cancer and everything. And it was like, she said, you know, it's just raising awareness for those other cancers. So, you know, the less known ones. So it's been really, uh, and you know, I've had lots of close friends have had cancers as well. So my mother-in-law, you know, family friends, uh, family members and friends. So it's it's quite close to my heart to try and do oh, a little bit. Sounds really, yeah. yeah, it sounds really personal for you, Kitty, which is awesome. Congratulations for, um, and, oh. and well done for getting getting there and putting yourself out there to do this and using your milestone to build some awareness. So on, on the uh, the event oh, itself, like I'm you. sure you've done the, the, the Auckland Marathon a few times now. Where does it rank for you? Oh, um, well, it was my fastest marathon, so this would be my 17th time over the bridge. So I, I love it. It's a really good one. It's um, I love the course as well because, uh, you know, in that second half of the course, you can see all the front runners and all the people behind you, but also because it's so easy to get to. Uh, we run on those roads all the time. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a really good event. I love it. It's well organised. Um, going over the bridge is really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, best bit. <laughs> Hey, hey, Kitty, we, we've actually got one of our producers, producers that's running the event tomorrow, Joe Bell. He's, uh, I've got to say, taken the bit by the horn about two months ago, three months, 12 weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah. and decided to run a half marathon. So he started with 1K and he's up to 12Ks and now he's obviously running the half marathon. Have you got any, oh, being wow. a coach, have you, got any, have you got any tips for him tomorrow on Sunday? Uh, some tips from um, yeah. So it's the forecast isn't great. So I would put Vaseline on everything, um, feet everything. Um, also for him, I have a bit of a strategy, so like a pacing strategy to make sure he doesn't run too fast, start too fast. So you know that first part we start in Devonport, it's all hilly and coming up to Takapuna. So take the first five to eight k's pretty slowly and then get over the bridge. Also, um, I talk to him, make sure he's working on his fueling and his hydration too, starting that early and just so that he's got you know enough energy to get through it. But just have a plan, have a plan, make sure he's not doing too much, you know, going out too fast. But yeah, just prepare for the 
for the rain as well. So Vaseline, Vaseline. <laughs> and have some clean, <laughs> uh, dry clothes at the end too to change into. That's a big one. So when he finishes, make sure that he you know, gets out of those wet clothes and puts something dry on as well, something warm and dry. Very yeah. wise words, Kitty. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Soak it and enjoy it. You yeah. enjoy your 200th. Very quickly, we just need to shoot off. But how do people, if people wanted to donate to your cause? Um, there is a page on, on on the Auckland Marathon website. It's um, Grassroots. And if they just look for Kerry Price, they, they find it. So, or, or just look for a Gut Cancer Foundation, they will find that there. Yep. Out, There's a link on outstanding. there. Outstanding. All the best. Oh, um, congratulations so again. Much, and here's, how, how's a text here? We'll, we'll read you this one to end. It'll all be running my first marathon on Sunday, all supporting, also supporting the Gut Cancer Foundation as our family goes through a tough time with that at the moment. I'll be chasing Kitty in that five-hour balloon. Well, good on you, and well done to everybody getting out there on Sunday. That is Kitty Price running a 200th marathon. Yes, you heard that right, 200th marathon. And her fastest ever times in the Auckland Marathon. But just a pace setter on Sunday. Good luck to everybody out there. We'll be back to finish the hour with some texts after this. Coming up 8am, Daggy's on the plane to Melbourne as his horse races at Flemington Derby Day tomorrow. Louis and Kempe here from Whangarei where the sun is shining at Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei. They are supporting the Rugby World Cup 2021 edition, of course, for the women across the road here in Whangarei. And here's a good text. Perhaps let's focus on the clash and more focus on the team would help. Most media seem to be jumping on NZR on the era rather than focusing on the actual games themselves. The players are exciting. The game's been awesome. Media plays a role here too. So let's decide what we want to do pump up tires or focus on a mistake from Jono. Jono, I take your point, and this has been one of the more divisive topics I've ever seen, to be honest. On SENZ, lots of for, lots of against saying just move on, boys. So, why don't we do that? And why don't we enlist a pro to help us after this? 84 caps, number 131, part of the commentary team, head of women's rugby for international rugby players organization, striving to address the issues of importance of professional rugby players around the world. Could you be more qualified to talk about a Rugby World Cup? Rachel Burford joins us after the 8am news with Kubota together. We're shaping and building New Zealand. And we'll get to your texts on the great Northland athletes of all time as well. Don't go anywhere at TCNZ outside the Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei. Back in a minute. And Quicksorb 24 tablets for just $10.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. SNZ, welcome to your Friday, 8am, wherever you are around Aotearoa. I tell you where we are, Whangarei, and the sun is shining over our gazebo, which, by the way, goes just under IKEA as the hardest things to set up 
Or maybe it's the old dollhouse on Christmas Eve after a few randies. Here at the Chemist Warehouse, come say g'day. We've got some tickets to give away to Sunday's Rugby World Cup matches. A couple of double passes, but you just got to come say g'day. Come pop in and see how we're doing down here at the Chemist Warehouse. Whangarei. Big hour coming up. We'll catch up with Alana Bremner to close out the hour talking Black Ferns. And we're going to talk all quarterfinal games in just a tick. Kempi, we're asking for the favourite people's greatest Northland athlete of all time. Here are a couple of names to throw at you. Pat Jones, Pat Walsh, both All Blacks. 100%. Carmo, he's thrown in there somewhere. The Carmo kid says, Johnny, what about Al, the Norms, Berryman and Maxwell? Oh, how good. How good, mate. Imagine trying to tackle that, Norm Berryman in the centres. I reckon he would have been a good league player. You know, Rachel, because I'm a league man. I'm not a rugby man. You, you think everyone would have been You reckon Izzy would have been able to tackle me? Would he catch you? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to catch him. I wasn't that quick. I think that's what she meant. <laughs> uh, we better just cut straight to the chase then. I gave the big wind-up, the big tease. Good enough to come and join us in Whangarei. And the rental, the shiny wee rental hasn't been dinged up yet. It's Rachel Burford. Rachel, thanks so much for coming down. Oh, no, my pleasure. And it's awesome to have you here in New Zealand and in Whangarei. Um, obviously got it wearing a few different caps during the World Cup. Yeah, um, yeah, really pleased to be back in New Zealand. I've toured here a couple of times as a player, um, so now kind of on the other foot of it. Um, but yeah, loving it so far. Um, haven't got to see too much, but managed to escape yesterday and have a little look around. And I've been given, I've been told where the best fish and chip shop in the 100%. world, not just in New Zealand, oh, oh, is. Don't say that. And I know the fish, I lived in the UK for seven years, and I know the fish and chips over there, <laughs> they are garbage. So you want to have real fish and chips? Monganui. Monganui. Go there. You're going to start a civil war on the text machine if you try and claim it. Because <laughs> you know that everybody reckons I've got the best fish and chips oh, shop in the world. I know, I know, I know. But, but I, have, I have eaten a few fish and chips, mate, and pretty hard to beat. I believe you, Kempe. Um So a bit of commentating, and like your player representation role, are you doing much of that down here, or is it mostly just the broadcasting side of things? No, so broadcasting is probably most, like, takes over at the weekends, and then during the week with my international rugby players, Hat on, I've been trying to see as many teams, like the player reps within the teams, just checking in, you know, discussing about the World Cup, but also the, the broader context of the game. We've got a big competition next year, the WXV, so just getting players in sight around that, really. So, yeah, it's been good to have a couple of hats out here, working alongside World Rugby, doing some meetings with them as well. Um, but, yeah, so I'm really pleased to be here. How, how far forward has the woman, uh, women's game come since your day, back, you know, you, you said you've toured down here 2013, 2017, you know, a fair while ago. How far forward has the game come since then? Oh, it's come on leaps and bounds. I think, you know, in terms of what Rugby World Cups, 2006, 2010, 2014, big, you know, there were big stages, but nowhere near the magnitude that it is at the moment. And, you know, it, the media coverage, the the players who are now professional, semi-professional, there's a lot of teams that are moving in that direction. Um, yes, yeah, totally transformed. Yeah. And what about, I guess, the professionalism? Because we've only just sort of seen that with our um, wahine down here. They've, they've turned into professionals. But what about the professionalism up in the UK? Because it seems like the UK have jumped forward um, a generation with the way that they're playing. Can you see everyone else catching them up? Are you, and are you actually seeing that in this tournament? Yeah, def- definitely people can catch up. I think the the key thing is, is 
it's not just a professional contract, it's the infrastructure around it. So in the UK, our domestic league is so strong. Mm. You know, it's um, a semi-professional setup in that there's full-time staff, full-time facilities. Um, and, and that's the difference. That's what's also making this Red Rose team so successful is because they've got week in, week out, you know, good training, um, daily training environments. The league is very competitive. And then that feeds into the international game. You can't do it just in isolation. Mm. And, and when you're looking at sort of the competition down here, because you've, you've obviously run the cutter across all the teams down here, we're in, we're in the best part of it now. We start the quarterfinals, we go into the semis, we go into the finals. Everyone down here is talking about the Black Ferns. Can they get through the final, especially after their Northern Tour last year? Have you seen a difference in the Black Ferns since that Northern Tour last year, since they went up to the UK, got whipped up by, the, by you guys, went to France, got whipped up by France, and then you've seen them here, they're playing tomorrow in Whangarei in their first quarter final. Have you seen a difference? Can they compete, do you think? I definitely think they compete. I think, you know, you've seen a transformation in the last, what, eight months. It feels like a real acceleration towards this World Cup and the investment that they put in. I think the performances have really shown that, you know, that they're, they're physical, they're organised, they, they've got the ability and they've got so many talented players. It's about bringing it together. And, you know, they've gone through a hell of a lot, really challenging, not played for, what was it, three years? They hadn't played Test Rugby, I think. Was it two years mm. due to COVID? Come over to Northern Tour, take biggest losses that they've ever experienced. Then they go through a turmoil with the changes in management and now they're settled. And I think when you bring all of that put together, you know, that can really strengthen a group, the connection, um, as well as how talented they all are. And I think that's the, that's the thing. I remember talking to, um, I think it was you guys, about a year ago about, well, what's going to happen with New Zealand? It's not like you're starting from scratch. It's not like you haven't got really talented, intelligent, you know, rugby players who know the game in and out. It's just kind of those extra bits around strength and conditioning, time together that you needed, and now you've got that. Yeah, they needed to close the professional golf, and I, I think the um, the point you make around the cultural side of it and becoming a team, they've not wasted any time and resource. They've got one of the smartest and most well-respected um, men, Alan Bunting, in there working mm. as a, pretty much a cultural leader, and you know, I think if you can read between the lines, he'll probably end up taking over the, the reins of the team eventually. But at the moment, just working on those connections and making sure the team's in a good place mentally, spiritually, before they even step on the field. But I guess results are results. And the question that we keep getting is around set piece and can they stack up up front? Can they be physical enough to beat France and England? I mean, in the short of it, do you think they can? It's a challenging one, isn't it? I think we've seen them improve week on week. You know, they'll be tested in the set piece and then the next week you'd see elements of improvement. But it's challenging because, you know, I'm not, I'm, I've never been near the, the scrum, but you need experience, don't you? That you can have the best coach in the world and you can have a lot of time, but it's about playing, it's about getting reps in. Mileage. Exactly. And so that's just where they are slightly vulnerable. But having said that, you know, you've seen them stack up. You've seen them turn up. You've seen them, you know, that even that week between the two England tests, they transformed their line out, their scrum improved. So they've got the, the materials and the tools. It's just that experience element of, you know, test caps in that position under pressure against some of the big guns that, you know, you can't speed that up. No, it's, it's a good point. And like uh, Pip Love's been there or thereabouts. You've got Georgia Ponsomish play 10 tests, Amy Rule 9. The full pack in general, uh, you've got no one that's played more than Pip Love with 22 tests. So 
Um, then you've obviously go back to your Kendra Coxedge and Ruahe DeMont, the most experienced players in the back line. So it is by, and, and you made the point, they didn't play test rugby for so long. So a lot of players have missed out on that high level experience. On the flip side, what do we know about the French? Because they've been touted. They look like they're the real deal. We could end up facing them. They play Italy at 4.30pm just across the road. How experienced are they and what sort of squad do they have? Uh, do they play like the men's side, for example? Or they'll run it from the end of the earth if they have to? Uh, well, expect the unexpected from France. Uh, so, yes, <laughs> they are very much like the men's. Um, yeah, I think France are one of the most physical teams that are here at the World Cup, but organised. Um, their biggest weapon is around their set piece as well. But they are quite a young squad mm. and, and don't have as many caps as what everybody may think. Um, and I think they've got vulnerabilities within their, within their side. And I think even though you know, they stacked up well against England, they played well against Fiji, these are the games where losing Law San will be really critical. Um, they're number nine, who, mm. you know, she's the talisman for them. Everything that kind of comes alive is them, and she can be a match winner. And, you know, that comes into knockout rugby, where you need somebody like that in your team. And, and to lose her is, is massive for them. So talk about your your team, the Roses. You know, you've got, like I've watched them, they've got a decent kicking game, you know, which you don't see in women's rugby. Um, they're physical. They look really well drilled. Mids has done a really good job with them as far as the coaching goes. But tell us a little bit oh, he's about... A le- he's a leaguey, actually. He's a, of course he's a leaguey. That's why they're playing so well. Um, <laughs> but tell us a little bit about your side. Like, you know, they are the favourites. Everyone in New Zealand with a brain knows that they're the favourites. But why are they so good? Yeah, I like, you know, I don't think they're shying away from the fact that they are the favourites. But I think it's just the individual brilliance that they all have. They've all got a super strength that they can bring that can contribute to to the side and but but I think what the difference is and this becomes part of that professionalism is their level of detail on mm. everything it really matters you know there's not a moment that goes unmissed when they're doing a walk through everything's spot on and if it's not they go back and do it again so they're so detailed in what they do that that's what makes them so good around the park their understanding their game understanding you know, and then you look at, you know, they've got multiple kicking frecks. Not, they're not just relying on one player in their no. team, which some, some of the other teams at the moment do. Their physicality, the mobile ability of that pack. You know, Sarah Byrne, who yeah. can And they handled that really well, eh? They, they, got up, they got put under a bit of pressure by the French. And, and that was, you know, you, you see there's in, in our game, the Kangaroos, the, the Australian side in rugby league, are the side that always go out and win football games, you know. But when they get put under pressure which is very rarely, you, you see the real side come out of them. You've seen a little bit of that a, a, around the, their game against France. Do you think there is enough pressure in this quarterfinals to maybe challenge them before they get there? I hope so. I really think that, you know, Australia have got some, they've got some really strong um, defenders. Now, if you can hit England back over the game line and put them backwards, that, that England are great, right, when they've got a great set piece going forward, ball carriers over the game line they've got all the momentum they want quick routes if you can stifle the quick ball then that's where they struggled and that's what we saw against mm. France you know they struggled to attack on the back foot being double tackled slowed down the breakdown so and I think Australia have that in them to do that I don't think it will be enough to win the game mm. but I definitely think that they could put England under pressure and and spook them a little bit at times so in that chasing pack Australia um, obviously France and Italy uh, well Italy 
probably less um, also Wales, Canada, they've had their moments throughout the years, been really good team, put out great squads. In that chasing pack, where is the progression coming from in world rugby in, in that kind of next tier, those quarterfinal and pool sort of sides? Is there a growth country or a couple that are starting to put their hands up? Well, I definitely think, you know, Italy, even though the, they've been there or thereabouts, they've had some really incredible results over the last two years within the Six Nations and um, the way that they've been playing here to get to a quarterfinals the first ever for men or women. Um, so they're definitely, a rising, they're definitely a rising star of a group of team. They recently had 25 contracts um, provided to them earlier on this year. So their yeah, momentum good. is really moving. Um so I'd probably say Italy's out, out of the teams that are here at the moment, but Fiji was phenomenal at this World Cup. I know they're not into the mm. quarterfinals, but the way they played, and, and they don't have a lot of investment at the moment. So just think of where, if, if they could have more investment, more tests, more time together, where they could be in 2025. I mean, they put three tries against England. To give some content to that, only two tries were scored through the whole Six Nations tournament against England and they come and in 40 and minutes put three. yeah wow that is so good look you're Stats. you're in New, <laughs> you're in New Zealand I hear a little bit of a rumor Rachel that you're actually um, wanting to stay here <laughs> and you're looking for that that right person I'll tell you what boys if you go and pass just give us a two you know <laughs> drop in SENZ here sitting outside the chemist warehouse Rachel Burford she wants to stay in New Zealand Come on, fellas. What do you reckon, Rachel? <laughs> Great place, eh, New Zealand? You yeah, love it. it is lovely. I'm not sure about staying here permanently, but definitely coming back for a visit. <laughs> Very good, Kempi. Hey, uh, there's a text here from um, Cam, who, which it said, it's Cam, isn't it? Yes, it is Cam. Hey, let's, how good would an IPL-style competition for women's rugby be? Would give our Kiwi girls more exposure in the Northern Hemisphere players and give fans of rugby and women's rugby more reasons to watch the games and build up to these events. What are your thoughts? I'm curious, you mentioned something earlier. You were hmm. here getting um, responses and just finding out where people are before. Was it WXV? XV, yeah. So what, what is that and what can we expect in this kind of, kind of where Cam's going? So... Um, 2023 is when the launch of the WXV, which is the global window. So regional windows, Pack 4, Six Nations, you qualify from that into the WXV where there's going to be three levels of six teams, which allows crossover competition on a yearly basis. So therefore, you're getting more tests, yeah. more um, investment throughout the year to lead into it. So, you know, that's going to be massive for the, for the women's the game. When is the window, Rachel? What, what part It'll of be, the year? Um, at the end of the year, so between like kind of November, October time, October, November time. How, how good, you know, like you guys are just way too smart. You've, you've, had, you've had a man's game been playing rugby for so many years and you guys have come up with this concept overnight. <laughs> you should come, come to our sport, come to rugby league. We're looking for more international games. We only get to play one game a year normally, international, um, in a professional competition down here called the NRL with that running for 26 weeks. And um, I can see women's... Rachel, and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, I can see women's rugby exploding, you know, because what you've got down here is the Black Ferns, but you've got a Pacific of, um, which is what we've seen in, in our sport, the Tongans, Samoans, the Fijians, the Cook Islanders, Papua New Guinea, um, who are all up in the Rugby League World Cup, and you are just spoken about Fiji, and of course a lot of the girls in our Black Ferns are Pacific Islanders. Is that where... This type, that type of competition that you're talking about, is that sort of enticing to know that the Pacific actually can break off from just being the Black Ferns and support 
uh, probably six teams in that competition quite easily. Yeah, I'd really hope so. You know, Samoa have historically been involved in World Cups and COVID didn't allow them to, to be able to try and qualify for here. Um, so the encouragement of those teams now having opportunities to qualify to be part of you know a, a year on year competition that's the important thing here it's not mm. just a couple of unions and and this is part of the reason why you know England is so strong is because there was nothing kind of in in place so they just went and organized tests and that's why they've got as many caps as they have within their team it's because year on year they're going out sorting themselves out as is France um you know every now and then we might play the black ferns but this gives a clear vision every year you're going to have like x it. amount of tests so you need to build a program around that so then that gives you know security you know certainty to all those teams being involved and and that will be the difference and if if whatever teams get into those three levels you know then you think about 2025 we're going to 16 teams that's going to really strengthen what that 2025 is going to look like yeah well, of course and and global calendars are always the headache right like how many how For long men. yeah well <laughs> you're, that's exactly where i was going and it's been the age-old issue you know they can't get this nation's league up and running because there's so many egos in the room they'll smack their head when they walk through um and they just can't figure it out and here Kempi's making the point like how good is that that just like that which is probably because there hasn't been enough of it yeah yeah and it's we've the key. had a blank it's the piece void, of paper the void we? the yeah. void is there to be filled but that's positive so one year away we can look forward to that I mean, it's just amazing to think this time next year we'll have both the men's and women's probably touring up in Europe at the same time. Hopefully that's enough time to make sure that we're all right with the schedules. Well, next year's the Men's World Cup. Don't oh. be doing no clashes. No, there's no... Well, there's no <laughs> or maybe, don't, hey, don't worry. There won't be. Because <laughs> okay, yeah, no, it's the Men's yeah. World Cup. G- great point there. Um, yeah, this is the World Cup next year. So we're back-to-back World Cups, and then obviously it'll go back to the... Because we had the COVID delay, so they'll be back on the two-year cycle, won't they? Cause 25, yeah, 27. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll be back on the two-year cycle after that. Hey, Rachel, we're going to let you crack on with your day. There's a couple of fish and chip messages here. <laughs> fish and chips, Bobby's on Tauranga Wharf, off the boat, into the fryer. <laughs> um, also, so th- there's one for you. Um, uh, we had another one here somewhere. Some people have, are getting very parochial about their fish and chip shops. Be watching all the games for the Women's Rugby World Cup and the best fish and chips are in Wellington by far, says <laughs> Michael. Um, oh, not a chance. Yeah, I can't, I can't see that. I feel that, like should be a, you should do a tour. <laughs> Check tell, out all the fish and chip shops. I'll tell you what, get on our get on our um, our page, ECNZ, and have a listen to the sausage story yesterday. You will oh. absolutely wet yourself. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Boy, set me up. Talking about sausages, big bangers. Was, oh no! <laughs> it was absolutely. I, I was the biggest, biggest get they've ever had. Seriously. <laughs> so if you want, if you want to have a laugh today, sit in your car, just tune into. Yeah, you know it was Rachel's idea, eh? <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 seriously, I'm so gullible. The trust, the trust has been completely corrupted. Yeah. 23 minutes past 8 o'clock. Um, we, you don't need tickets to go to the game on Sunday. You'll be there. You're going back to Auckland to Waitakere. We've got a couple of double passes if you want to swing by on your way to work and find a day this morning here at Chemist Warehouse. Come and pick them up. Thank you so much and awesome to oh, see, so you, cool. see you down here. Thanks so much for reaching out. Great of you to um, want to grow the game in any capacity, any medium you can. It's really cool. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I've listened to you guys all the time. So, well, while I'm in New Zealand, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Get on Pongo tomorrow. 
Get on Pungo oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Race one in Melbourne if you want to make, make some pocket money. There you go. Okay. That's, that's Izzy's contribution. Thanks, Iz. Cheers, <laughs> Daggy. Here with Kim Sweethouse. Great savings every day. We're going to uh, bid Rachel a farewell. We'll talk to Pauline Whitey at the TAB and get your messages on the greatest Northland athletes of all time. There's a couple of great ones to read here. But remember, that Choices Forum poll is in the SENZ app right now, so you can go and have your choice. We'll be back with more, including Alana Bremner before the end of the show, after this 24 minutes past four. SENZ, we're 29 minutes past 8 o'clock. TAB.co.nz is where you would have gone yesterday to back both our Pacing for Purpose winner and our Greyhound Charity Run winner. Thank you, Pitt Morris, providing infrared infrared something. Federal infrared. Good morning, Willie. Federal infrared. Morning, Pip. Jumped $1.70, blue bib, straight to the front. Kempi's taken half a look at it and gone, oh, my God, how have I not backed this thing? Did you have a fill-up, Pip? I did, I did have a little play on her, and I did take her at $9 in the futures of for the New Zealand Cup. She's quite a little star for Lisa Cole, and I do think one of the best chances to go forward and maybe take out the New Zealand Cup, have to say. Oh, outstanding. She looked, uh, it was just, it was super, and it was a great way to get some money good. for our Child Cancer Foundation tally. Um, what do we have going on this weekend or today that we should keep an eye out for, Philippa? Uh, well, of course, for the Derby with the Kiwi Raiders, both of them are the best backed over the weekend. Sharp and Smart and Mr. Maestro taking 85% of the turnover. 73% of the well. turnover is in the Empire Road on La Creek as well. So Punt is just keeping on the Kiwis. Speaking of the uh, Kiwi Raiders, well, Izzy's horse, Pungo, by far the best backed across both of the meetings. 80% of the turnover <laughs> is on is that right? Everyone in his job. Is that right, is that why Paulie Moati hasn't come on, Pip? Because we've been asking him all week to bump it up. <laughs> Are you, have you got anything to tell us? Are you going to give us a, a little bit no, of good news that, from TAB? No, this is what I asked, and he came back with that. So I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's a solid no. <laughs> it's got too much stakes on it already. No. Yes, and then here at uh, Closer to Home, Mata Mata and Awapuni can tell you the best fact that Mata Mata is love the to for Cody Cole in his own race, race number three. And then race number two at Awapuni, Go Hugo is the best fact. And just quickly too, Melbourne Cup power play markets will be open early on Sunday with a few extra markets as well. And we'll have power plays available on the Galaxy Heat today for the Greyhounds. Team Heat really like Allegro Ginny in race number three there at Addington, jumps off box two. 480 into 3.6 guys, and then at Palmerston North, Ooh. Highview Raider in race four off box number one is my best bet. Race number three, Allegro Ginny, and what was your best bet? Um, Highview Raider at Palmerston North, and race number four, I believe, is a box number one. Race number four, beautiful. Pip, appreciate your time, and you've got that magic word for uh, Sunday morning reinvest. Very good work for those Melbourne Cup futures. All right, that's Pitt Morris, tab.co.nz. We're here at Chemist Warehouse, Whangarei. The store is open. The people, gee whiz, talk about foot traffic. I'd be surprised if this isn't one of the busiest stores going around. We're opposite the stadium. Be the busiest day because SCNZ's here. Mate, the amount of people coming through, it's awesome. We're going to head off to the news with Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Some texts on the other side. And then, of course, Alana Bremner of the Black Ferns. In the shade, re hot in the shade, ninety six degrees in the shade.
Kimpy's got a song request in. We're going to bounce her a couple of ticks before we bounce across to Alana Bremner. Live from Chemist Warehouse, Whangarei, for the morning. They're supporting the Rugby World Cup. Proud to be partnered with it, they are. We're proud to be partnered with them. Northland's greatest athlete, Kawakawa-born Jason Winyard, multiple world, multiple world champion, Axeman Steve. Yes, yeah, Steve, great call from you. Kempe, you tipped him out on the way That's up. That's right, yep. The Axeman, he's actually been in the studio. I think he did a did a big show with Steffi. Um, he's a legend. Mate, he's massive. Have you seen his hands? Is he Ty Winyard's dad? Oh, actually, I think he is. The basketball? Yeah. Boys, you cannot beat Blue Cold fresh out of the Fovo straight, highly lightly battered with some beautiful bluff oysters. Cam, Yum. you are completely right. Um, sitting at the South Seas Hotel in Stewie, no better place in the world. Um, other Cam from Blenheim, I think it is. See, that's Cam from Invercargill. Morning, boys. Hope the North is treating you well this morning. The weather sounds awesome. Sharp and smart. Should be hard to beat. Get up, Pango. Yeah, well done, Cam. We're on him as well. Hey, Louis, when does the Flemington race eight? Look at his split for a place, surely. Yeah, look at his splits at lovely place money there. Leave your name on that one. And Adam says, great to see another Kiwi going well on the greens. Daniel Hillier, six under overnight to be tie seven after round one on the DP Tour. Oh, I love that, Adam. Thank you so much for coming through with that mail. We've been talking your greatest Northland athlete at all ta- of all time, because we're up here. Kimpy, these leagueies, this could be a golden generation at the moment. Yep. And I reckon that someone's picked either Dills Brown or, or Fisher Harris. Well, look, I'm going slightly controversial. I'm going Blair Chuke. I'm going to let you know who the winning is, winner is in the app. And that's where we've got the poll up. With choices flooring, and the winner is Sid Going. Yeah, man, of course. 44% of the vote, choices flooring, spring catalogue, inspiring savings on carpet, timber, hybrid, luxury vinyl, window furnishings, and rug. What makes him so good? Well, he's a legend. Sid Going was an absolute legend here, um, up here in Tanorta, playing rugby, you know, didn't have a, a big afro on at the time, and just stood out like a sore thumb, mate. And the way that he threw that ball around that bottom of the scrum, like I played halfback at the time um, coming through the grades, and like, I still to this day think he's probably been our best halfback ever. I'm biased. I'm biased. I, I just absolutely, every time I think about the... He was the guy that wanted me to... that I wanted to emulate and play in the black jersey because of Sid going. There you go, and lots of people coming through with that Kempe same same sentiment there. He also is the guy that gave Craig Cumming his nickname. Craig <laughs> Cumming, Sid Going. True story. After this, Alana <laughs> Bremner, also a true story. We're talking Blackburns. So it's true. It's true. Ask him. He'll text. Won't you, Craig? Sid. <laughs> We're not too far away from Alana Bremner. This is SCNZ live from Whangarei. Stay with us. You certainly are. It's Louie and Kempe here live outside the Chemist Warehouse in Whangarei where, Kempe, you reckon you could throw a tennis ball into the stadium? Oh, Easy. 
Easy, with my rocket arm. <laughs> the Phillies had signed me. <laughs> you, do have, you do have big arms, it is true. And we're here in preparation for the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. France, Italy, 4.30pm tomorrow. Then it is the feature, 730 Black Ferns versus Wales. It's quarterfinal footy, and I can only imagine the hype, the buzz, the butterflies, everything is churning around in the Black Ferns camp right now. Let's go into and catch up with one of our uh, favourites. She's a star player. It's Alana Bremner. Morning, Alana. How are you doing? Morning. Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're doing super. We're very excited, as you can probably tell. What about yourself? Are you keeping calm and keeping busy? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um... Lots of the leaders, I guess, have been chatting to us this week around this feeling and a few have experienced, you know, quarterfinals at a World Cup before. Not too many of us, but um, a few have. So it's been pretty good getting insight um, from them and obviously the coaching group that have that have been to a few World Cups as well. So um, it's been it's been really good and I've just been enjoying talking to others that have kind of been through this and knowing that these nerves are normal and, and okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's nice, Alana. How's the week been? The training been? Are you guys ready to hit the field running? Oh, the training has been amazing. We've been into Takaka and it's absolutely beautiful up here. So, been recovering at the beach, and I think it's just been nice and refreshing coming out of the city. So, everyone's pretty happy around camp at the moment. Um, trainings have been going well, and yeah, well, I think we're really looking forward to the weekend come Saturday. The competitive nature of selection has been something else. I mean, this I thinking back to when the squad was selected, there was so much pressure around that. But to get the best side and the best 23, Wayne Smith and his crew would have had to have dig pretty deep to work it out. Has you Have you felt that in the trainings and in the week? Was there a real edge for selection? Yeah, it must be pretty challenging for the coaches, like all the girls put their hand up. I mean, you guys probably know those Thursday trainings we have, it's pretty much just running at each other, full contact game, and everyone wants to be in that jersey, but once the team's name, we're always, you know, really happy, and the girls we call them the backbone that aren't playing really get in behind and, and help the ones that have been chosen to play that week, but yeah, it must be must be really tricky, and I think Smitty kind of says that at the end of the day, we kind of choose ourselves, I guess, so there's a bit of that as well. We just focus on putting our best foot forward at training and and the results will come or might not be your week and might not be the kind of game we're trying to play or whatever. So yeah, it's been it's been actually really positive um around selection and and yeah, a lot of girls just putting their hand up and it's it must be must be really hard those selection meetings. Hey Alana yeah, I, I can I can attest to that. They are hard picking decent side when you've got players playing out of their skin. And have you have you noticed that? Have you noticed the expectation over the last few weeks slowly building to the quarterfinals, um, and that the country is actually getting behind you, girl, um, or you women playing to to try and achieve the the ultimate goal? Have you have you been feeling that? Absolutely. When we rocked up on the bus. Um, in the weekend to Whangarei we just saw that whole bank full and it was only a few months ago we were playing pack four there and there wasn't many people at all so it was super special to see all of Northland and even when we were in Auckland get behind us all the messages of support we've received and it's been it's been a really special feeling um, in the camp and in our team we've had 31 out of 32 of our squad play and our co-captain um Kenny Simons is coming out this weekend to play, so it's been really special for all the whānau, and I think people have had 
you know, a lot of support at all the games. So it's been it's been amazing. The team is stacked. <laughs> you kind of mentioned it before. Like the team, the team is stacked. It's a twenty-three <laughs> that jumps off. It jumps off the paper, and if it all clicks, it really could be a seminal moment in the World Cup. If you guys are going to go on and do something special, so I think a lot of people will be watching, expecting big things, and, and probably none more so than you guys yourselves tomorrow night, Alana. But set piece, set piece, set piece. We keep hearing about it. Can we expect a bit of a statement performance in that aspect of the game? Yeah, I think that's one thing that can really get a full pack up. Um, we didn't perform as well as we wanted to at all against Wales last time. And um, some of the stuff we did around the field was great, but at set piece time, our scrum, our mall defence just wasn't good enough. So there's been a big focus on that. And we're looking to um, really improve in those areas because it's something, you know, these next few games you're not going to get away with. But some of that... Um, you know, poor scrums and poor more defence that we had. Uh, probably a big thing also is just the discipline as well. Um, don't even give them the opportunity to line out, you know, and mull. These Northern Hemisphere teams, they love a mull kind of anywhere um, and will drive anywhere amongst the field though. So um, it's been something Chrono and Whitney have been working really hard with against us, just making sure we've got our systems and, and mindset is a huge part of that. So we've been making sure we've been working on that the last the last couple of weeks. Awesome insight. That's great insight, Alana. And you can expect the blindside flanker to get up and lay a massive shot and start set the tone, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> get in there, get in there, go on. No, no worries about that, Alana. Thanks for joining us this morning on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, Alana. All the best. You've got the whole country this morning. Can't wait for the game. And uh, you, go, you girls will go out there and you give your, give your guts for the country and get out there and win this game, okay? Thank you for your support, all in his own support. It's been amazing. Yeah, awesome. There you go. Lada Remner. Uh, she's a star of the full pack. She's played awesome um, at FPC level for a long time now. And she can play. She, she can play. She'll have to go to another level if they want to win this World Cup. And more defence, um, not letting the Europeans get away with it, the UK teams get away with those easy metres and set piece and then just physicality. And field position. Like, you know, one, of the, one of the things is I, I want to see... Um, Ruhi Damont and her field position and her kicking game really go to another level tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. Field position's an interesting one in um, in women's rugby mm. at the moment. Like, there's a, I think there'll be you'll see a huge, I think you'll see huge development in kicking over the next wee while. I'd say that's a real growth area. And having Dan Carter in and out of those camps with the Black oh, Ferns, priceless. Oh, absolutely priceless. priceless. And you can you've, just from what you can the glimpses you see on social media, you kind of get the feeling that. He has really opened the page for them and, and showing them a world in which they can use their boot and just some simple technical stuff. That how can, good was he at it? Oh, you got the best, in, you got the could, best could, in the world doing it. Control a game with his foot. And, and, and Rachel said that. Rachel yes. said that. Play on the back foot. Get him on the back foot. You know, that's where they need to go in these next couple of games. And the way to do that is by winning the field position. Hey, Dave says Polly Gray wins the Rosal Gold Cup by peeking through with a blinding run. Dave, is it wet over there? Because I probably agree. She's been ready to go huge for a while now. We're nine minutes away from nine o'clock. Remember, our Movember competition with Drive is not far away from being set up. We're going to be setting them challenge... Well, we're actually all going to have a challenge. We're collectively setting ourselves a challenge week by week through Movember. Go to Movember and search for Team ECNZ and you can donate. If you're happy with the way we are going, if you can donate just a wee bit, it would mean a whole lot to us and a lot of people involved with Movember. It's a great cause. 
This evening on Drive, we will settle what the challenge is going to be. Kempi has got an ingenious, he's got an ingenious sol- solution, but we're still in negotiations about whether it goes over the line. <laughs> we'll, we'll tip you off. Kempi wants us in Drive show to do 10 press-ups, is it? 10, ten press-ups. Every commercial break. Every every five-minute break it is. So three an hour? Three an hour. So you, do, you, know, you, get, you get 100 press-ups out every show for the week. 500. <laughs> I think it's a terrible idea with the size of my arms. But we're in negotiations, not between me and Kempi, between drive and breakfast. We will, either one of us, Kempi or myself, probably not Izzy because he'll be at the Crown Casino by then, we will appear on drive and we will confirm exactly what that Movember challenge looks like a little bit later on. But Team ECNZ's where you can donate if you want to help us out. It's a great cause. And if you want to go watch some awesome sport this weekend, we have double passes for... The games, the double header of the quarterfinals at the Rugby World Cup at Waitakere Stadium on, I think it's Waitakere, isn't it? Not Eden Park, it is Waitakere on Sunday. England, Australia taking, uh, first of all, it's a double header, and then we have got Canada. Da, 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 USA, it is Canada, USA. England, Australia, 1.30. Canada, USA at 4.30 p.m. We've got two double passes to give you. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. They're massive supporters of the Rugby World Cup. We want to get you there so you can be supporters of the Rugby World Cup too. Just text us, double eight double three your name, and if you can make that game, and we will hook you up. Back to round out the show after this. Had an absolute blast up here, and if anybody's been tuning in the sh- to the show from right at the start, we said we'll get the Robbie Patterson mail. Stan, best of the day. Two bucks, a little double up for you, Kimpy. Thanks a lot, Robbie. Had, had fun in Northland? Oh, mate, love it. I love coming back up here, mate. I was born here, you know, so it brings back memories. Just uh, stones throw away from where the ferns are going to be toweling them up tomorrow. Get yourself to the stadium. Fill it out. It's a World Cup. Come yeah. on. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for hosting us this morning. Thanks to B-Man for running the very clean yeah, cheers, and technical Brendan. broadcast operation cutter. Chemist Warehouse have huge support for the Rugby World Cup. They've got huge support for us and vice versa. Awesome to be here Good luck, with Joe. the crew. Rick Dog's up after 9 o'clock. Rick Dog in 3, 5, 10 words or less. Have you got a big show? Massive. Massive. Huge Massive. Even. That's four. Perfect. Very economical <laughs> with words. We'll see you all tomorrow on the Mail Run, the good old, oh, how good's a weekend. Good luck, Pango. Good luck, Izzy. Have a fantastic weekend. And go the Black Ferns. Go, Joe. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91